Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hey everyone, so excited about today's episode with my good friend Chad in Indiana. The church has exploded from 40 to 400. Uh, It's been amazing what God has done, Uh, but we're talking about how do we keep volunteers motivated and moving forward. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, let's jump into it, man. How can I serve you today? You know, you uh, when we had talked earlier, you, you know, it said to ask three questions, and yeah. we're experiencing tremendous growth. We uh, we had over 400 people between the two services on Sunday, this past Sunday. Wow. And you know as well as I do, when you met us, we were probably averaging around 30 to 40 people on Sunday. Right. And uh, the, the growth has just been phenomenal, you know, and it's been amazing to be a part of it. Yep. Every Sunday, we have new families coming in. That's awesome. Um, you know, we, we have uh, uh, the, the connection corner, and that was something you had recommended years ago. And, you know, it's just amazing the people that God's sending our way. And it's all God. God's just yeah. doing amazing things. And we're trying to, we're trying to keep things uh, exciting for people. Like right now we're doing Family Month, which yep. was something you also suggested. Yeah. And uh, we're propping up on week three of Family Month. And last week we had food trucks. Wow, so, so cool. you know. Yeah. When you do things like that, when you make it fun and exciting, sure. people want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, when when I signed up to do the podcast with you, it said to, to ask three questions. Yep. So, you know, you're put on the spot and you're trying to brainstorm, That's what okay. three questions can yeah. I ask Chris? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I had just I'd put, a, I'd put three together that, yep. that, you know, I'm sure our church and other churches experience from time to time. Yeah. Um, like the first question I asked was, Ways to keep volunteers and and um, motivated, yeah. you know, and and you know we're we're experiencing like we're having our discover, yep. you know that's another thing you had suggested to where yeah. we we at the end of church service we're we're feeding people we're asking them to stay after church sure. so we're providing we're providing childcare for that that's great and uh, you know we're, we'll probably have pizzas or sandwiches or something I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what they yeah I'm sure I'll eat it. But, um, <laughs> well, but, no, that's awesome. We, no, you you guys are doing amazing. I was just out there a few weeks ago, and man, I'm, when I first met you guys, running a handful of people, and now you know it's bumping three, four hundred people. God's done incredible things. Uh, I love the partnership Church Boom is able to have and help making that happen, and that's what yeah. we do. But that is a great question you bring up uh, about keeping volunteers motivated and excited. And, uh, and that's what you're talking about. Cause you guys are growing in your volunteers. I was there just a few weeks ago and you are. So here's the thing, Chad, a couple things that you might want to take note of is this is first, I have my notepad. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the pen, uh, is, uh, the one thing I always say is no one wants to work for free. So if you work, you want to get paid for that work. So, you know, if you did construction for Monday through Friday and then the boss is like, eh, I forgot to bring your check. Uh, okay, you know, you, you might let that go one more week. And then after that, you're going to be like, dude, I'm not working anymore until you pay me. People want to work to get paid when they work. But in the volunteer world, we don't get paid by money. We get paid by fruit. Mm-hmm. And the fruit is the celebration of life change, new people coming to Christ, new people getting baptized. It is so important, uh, Chad, that as leaders, 
that we are making sure that our volunteers are aware constantly of the amazing things that are happening. Because we live in it as pastors. We talk about it. We celebrate it. Look, I mean, first five minutes of our conversation, you're telling them all these celebrations. But doesn't mean the average usher, the average greeter, the average worship you know, guitar player or whatever, they don't know that 15 people came to Christ and this guy's marriage was turned around and this happened at children's camp and whatever. They don't know that unless we find a natural rhythm in which to communicate to that, to them. So you got to figure out as a pastor, how, how do we keep the vision in front of the team and how do we keep the, uh, uh, not only the vision, but the fruit is that a weekly huddle it could that be grabbing your cell phone and doing a one minute? Hey, all all the team members just want to let you know it's it's update Monday. Let you know what happened on Sunday. You guys make that possible. We wouldn't have all these life change stories if it wasn't for you. You got to show them the fruit because we live in talking about the fruit. They don't live in talking about the fruit. They 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 got regular lives Monday through Friday. They're not thinking about it. So we have to make sure that we are regularly and consistently bringing the points of celebration to the people in our, in our church, the, the, the volunteers. And so if you don't do that, then they're not getting paid. Well, like one of the things we do, we do volunteer the month and then we do volunteer the year and then we'll give them a little gift card. We'll yeah. recognize them. They'll come up uh, in front of the, the, the congregation. That's great. We'll thank them, shake their hand, give them a hug. And, and give them a, a gift card to usually yeah. Starbucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that, that's a that's a great point. And and yeah, we're we're living it and we're experiencing it as the pastors seeing the growth and, and experiencing the growth firsthand. And you know we have so many new people coming in and they're wanting yep. to get involved and they're wanting to volunteer. Right. But then the people that have been there from ground, you know, day one, you know, of the growth, it, you can see them sometimes starting to get a little tired. Or, yep, you know, and for sure. And, and and that kind of segues into the second question is, you know, ways to prevent burnout. Yeah. Uh, for your volunteers, for the people that are, 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 you know, putting in, putting in the effort, putting in the work, right. putting in the time to, you know, uh, enrich God's kingdom and, and yeah. to make a difference in the church. Cause right. what, what I found people, once they get to volunteering, they want to stay locked in. You know, we have yeah. our leadership teams and then we have our volunteers. Right. And so with our, even with leadership, uh, you'll see people hit burnout because they, they take on so much. And then I, I, I see sometimes people have a hard time letting go responsibility or allowing someone else to step in because they're so used to doing it their way. Right. Uh, that they're, they're kind of scared to let go of some of the, the reins to, to let other people be involved so that, you know, they're not getting burnt out, you know, right. like, like our praise and worship leader. She, we had, we had uh, family month last week, week two food trucks. It was awesome. We saw her husband literally pulled up in the car right after church. Yep. She jumped, jumped in the car and they were driving straight to Florida for a week vacation. Right. I love seeing that because, you know, that's going to help revive her, refresh her, give her some time to just relax and take it easy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things like that, you know, it's just people yep. allowing burnout to settle in and some of the things you might recommend to, uh, yeah. to help alleviate that burnout. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, backing up just a little bit, I love that you're doing the, yeah. the, the leader or the volunteer or whatever of the month, and then you're honoring them annually. Just remember for all of us, we got to remember, we want to honor them. 
but we also want to make sure we're bringing fruit before them. Here's why what you do is so important. And that's got to happen more than once a month. You got to keep those celebrations in front of people all the time. Right. Burnout. Uh, here's a great thought for burnout. People do not burn out. Typically, typically people do not burn out in their strengths. They burn out in their weaknesses. Now, typically, I'm not saying that's all the time, but typically people do not burn out in their, in their weak and their strengths. They burn, they burn out in their weaknesses. So, the thing that uh, one thing I would say is first thing is, man, you got to be mindful when you're putting people into uh, positions of leadership, high level volunteers, Re- be mindful at your best to be able to put them in a spot that they like, that they're passionate and they're naturally gifted at. That's an important part of it. Um, right. If they are in areas that they just do not like, it's a weakness to them. They're, they're going to be quicker to burn out because people burn out more in their, more in their weaknesses. Yeah. Than they do their strength. So keep that in mind. Secondly, especially staff and high level volunteers, it is important that you remind them that they are, um, Man, that they're keeping their marriage right, they're keeping their families right, they're keeping their relationship with their kids right, they're keeping things in balance. You got to model that. You got to help them model that. You got to take your team and say, hey, man, I think that you're heading towards burnout. Sometimes people don't want to admit that they're burning out because they look at it as a sign of weakness. They don't want to admit that they're tired because it looks as a sign of weakness. But we have to be mindful to that worship leader, to that to that guitar player, to that drummer, to that children's worker. Like, man, you're here all the time. We need to make sure that you get a break because um, one thing I always have said, Chad, is, is I've always said is uh, um, I remember one. I remember one time specifically years ago. It just came to my memory right now. But I remember walking by the hallway at one of our campuses, uh, and I had an office there. And I remember walking by. And it was it was already past five o'clock. I was late. I wanted to hurry up and get over to my son's baseball practice. And I remember seeing a staff member in there, and I'm thinking, every time I leave, he's still there. And I came in there his office, I shut the light off, and he's like, What are you doing? I go, dude, you're here all the time. And I appreciate that. Right. I love that about you. This is the line I said, but you are no good to me burnt out, and you're no good to me if your marriage is a mess. You, what can I do with you then? I can't. I can't work with you if, if if your marriage is a mess and your kids are a mess. Then then we lose you as a as a staff member. If you're if you're burnout, we lose you as a staff member. So I think sometimes we have to help as leaders to to monitor and help them to realize, man, you can't let burnout become uh, uh, you know part of your part of your DNA, and, and you can't let it keep going down there. The second thing I would say is. I think some people don't want to admit burnout as a weakness, and some people, some people wear burnout as a badge. Mm. Like, look how hard I work, man! Right. You're not you. You don't even know how busy I am. You don't even know how crazy things are. They're right. they're 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 turning their busyness and their burnout into a badge uh, of some sort of honor. And no, burnout, no, I, is, I, yeah, I it's not a badge of honor, right? No, no, I, I agree one hundred percent. And some people want that attention. And it's it's as leaders in the body of Christ, we have to recognize every aspect of every situation, yeah. and you know and that's having discernment and and making sure that people's in it for the right reasons. Yeah, because if people are doing it just to say, "Look at me, look at what I've done, and look at how hard I'm working," to the point of exhaustion, to where they're wanting all eyes on them, yeah. we've got a problem there spiritually. Yeah. you know, that's an ego problem, and that's yep. uh, you know, it's pride and. 
and what's what's the Bible say? Pride cometh before the fall. Uh, yep. And uh, we so you know, yeah, we have to have the ability to set people down and say, hey, look, you need to take a break. And then yep. a lot of people, like I've, I've noticed, some people are just scared to let go of responsibility because they take ownership in it so so well that they don't want to because they feel it's a reflection of them. And yep. so they, if, if, if let's say they get some volunteers under a leader gets volunteers underneath them and then there's things fall short yep. and they feel that's on them, yeah. which to an extent it is, but right. also they can't wear that and they have to have faith and let go, you know, because if people aren't having faith and letting go and letting God, we got a whole new set of problems. Yeah. And uh, well, and I would, I would add on to that too. I think that's a great point, Chad, is that, okay, they hold on to it because there's ownership and that's mm-hmm. good. You know, they got ownership, they're they in, they feel responsible, and that's that that's healthy to a to an extent. However, the unhealthy side of that is their identity is wrapped up in that title. Exactly. And if their identity is wrapped up in a title, then that's unhealthy and it's going to create problems. They won't let go, for one. Right. They won't, they sure won't let anybody outshine them. They're right. not going to let anybody excel. So you, you get a worship leader that their identity is all wrapped up in it. There's no way they're going to let anybody else lead worship or exactly. children's or guitar playing or greeter, whatever, youth pastor speaking, whatever. If your identity is wrapped up in that title, you're not going to let that title get away from you. And you're sure not going to let anybody outshine you. And that's unhealthy, which leads to the burnout, which leads to it, it, it creates all these problems. But it's because our identity gets wrapped up in a title. And when identity is wrapped up in a title, it's unhealthy. That's why, it's, yeah, I, I, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. And when people wear their identity and their title on their, you know, that's their badge of honor per se. It's their, you know, it's their, it's the first thing they have on Facebook or it's the first thing they, you know, right. that they identify themselves with in a group setting, you know, well, I'm the so-and-so of, of this XYZ church. Right. I'm the so-and-so, you know, and then that's taking focus on the church and what they're actually doing. Right. It goes back to the, look at me, look at me. Yeah. And that, yeah, I can see that can be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Well, give me one yeah. more. You got one more for us? Yes, I actually do. Uh, leading by example for, yeah. for pastors, for, for leaders, for volunteers, the, the figures of the church, the people that all eyes are on me. Give me some good examples of leading by example, the do's and the don'ts. Yeah, that's great. I think that, uh, well, I, the, the don't that comes to my mind is in leading by example is <clears throat> I think sometimes we as leaders can make the mistake of um, assuming that our strength is everybody else's strength, mm-hmm. assuming that our ability to handle pressure is the same ability for everybody else, especially if a, a pastor that's got multiple other staff members. Not everybody mm-hmm. runs at your speed maybe slower, maybe faster. Not everybody can move at your uh, uh, pace. Not everybody can do multiple things inside of their head. Not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody has that spirit. So what we do, I think sometimes on the, you said do's and don'ts, Chad, the don't side of it is we end up, we end up putting an expectation on people that they, they don't, they can't have. Uh, and it's, and what I mean by that is they're just not gonna be able to do that. It'd be like you and I being out on a basketball court 
And yeah. some big time UCLA basketball coach comes up, Chad, Chris, you guys need a slam dunk of basketball. It's never going to happen. <laughs> it never going to happen. Never. Yeah, I've stood next to you. I know the, I know your height. You and I are not slam dunking a basketball. So yeah, he, you, you know, I'm five foot eight. What are you, what are you pushing? You're five. I'm five eleven on a good day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're close to that six foot mark. I'm not even that. And so, then, my, you know, my brother, my brother, what, what, God has a good sense of humor. I'm five, eight. And he's he six made him four. really tall. Yeah, I got robbed. Well, but, and here's yeah. the thing is like that, that, that coach can believe it. He can cheer us on. He can say, I do it, but you're expecting me to do something I cannot do. I think right. that's the do the don'ts side of leadership. You can't expect people to do exactly what you do at the level you do it or at the place you do it or at the rhythm that you do it. The leading by example, I think there has to be a couple sides of that coin or a few sides to that to that paradigm, and that is how we live our life personally, how we right. live our life professionally, how we as leaders should be constant learners and growers and developing and getting better. I want people, I want people to look and say, okay, man, he loves his family, he loves God, he loves uh you know, that's the personal side. The professional side is that guy's always learning. He's always growing. He's always developing. Um, okay, that's the other side. The way he treats people, the way that he interacts with people, the way he brings out the best in people, the way he adds value to people. Those are the kind of things I want them to look at on that side. I got to be careful on the don't side because I'm expecting them to be something that they're just not wired to be. And, and I have to make sure that I understand that. But I do think that there's the healthy side of who I am, how, I, how you treat people, how you live your life, uh, how you grow as a leader, uh, how you raise up other people. I think you have to constantly be setting a pace and a direction. Uh, the pace may be a little different because I think everybody operates at a different pace, but the direction needs to be who I am. Am I, am I a better leader today? And Do I know more? Do I add value to people more? Do I understand leadership more? Am I growing Am I developing all, a year from now more than I did today? Because if I'm not if I'm not doing that, then I'm not leading by example. And so I think there's that personal, professional, personal development, personal life, professional. That's an important part. Again, the mistake side of it is expecting that people are going to run or do or live at a level. I always say this, Chad, is like I believe in people so much that I make this mistake, and I've made it for years. That instead of taking out of them what God put in, I try to put in them what I think God left out. And I, and I do that a lot where I'm like, you can do that. And I'm like, no, he can't. That's just not right. how God wired him. So yeah. you're leading by example in that area, but he's, he or she is not going to be able to keep up with that or do that because that's just not how they're wired. Yeah, and that's think, not their dynamic. Yeah, you have to be so careful with that. Otherwise, I think otherwise you end up discouraging those people. Well, and as leaders and as pastors and, you know, when you're a figurehead in a church, all eyes are on you, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And uh, especially on social media, like I'll give you a perfect example. Our church, um, we the only advertising we do is social media. And, you know, but we've got a decent following and, and it works every week. New people are coming in every week at Connection Corner. We've got new families coming up to introduce themselves. So what we're doing is working by the grace of God. And, 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 you know, but, but people will look at your lifestyle and how you're living and what you're promoting, and what you're posting. And, 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 you know, those are the things that we have to be aware of, consciously aware of is how are we perceiving ourselves to the general public? And, and you were, you were hitting on that. And I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, man, dude, it is always good to see you. And man, always I love, good. love you guys. Good. Love your family. You guys are amazing love people. Too. And uh, so. love you too. And, and next time you're here, you have to do the fiddlers. That's <laughs> twice. Twice you passed on the fiddlers. And for those of you that are not aware of what a fiddler is, Chris was not aware of a fiddler. That is a catfish, fried, deep fried with a bone in. But that, you know, <laughs> Evansville, Indiana, brother. It's uh, known for their fiddlers. The, 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 you got fiddlers, and his worship team looks like ZZ Top. Everybody's got these long beards. <laughs> we, we have a motley crew between uh, my, my my cousin slash brother Jimmy the Talent and my brother. My brother, you know, when when I tell people about our church and I talk about my brother, I'm like, oh, you guys have to come. You know, just out of morbid curiosity, come because I said he looks like a Viking. I mean, my brother, looks, you know, his beard is down to his belly and he yes. wears a short haircut. And he looks like he's from Lord of the Rings or, you know, the scene of Thor. You know, he looks like a big old Viking, you know. And, he does. And it's, he does. Yeah. It's a, and a lot hilarious. of people said they come because of the beard. You know, they saw him and the, the, hey, I got to go see that beard. That's the secret to growing, everybody. Get a, get yeah, a long beard. beard. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I'm hey, thanks, thanks again for stopping by, Chad, man. I really do appreciate it. All right. We love love you, you, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. All, right. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Fly on the Wall podcast. We hope today's episode provided you with some practical steps to lead your church to the next level. If you found this episode helpful, take a moment to leave us a review and share it with others. Remember, when the pastor grows, the church grows, and we grow pastors. We love you. We're your raving fans, and we are cheering you on. See you next week.